Welcome to Ismain is a podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who always brings his pillow to make out reef. Josh Hemo. I feel a lot less lonely that way. And thank you for exposing me. You're welcome. <laughs> Especially uh, in front of all these people. Yes. Let's also introduce these wonderful people that we have. I'm also joined with someone who has a swimming pool inside his swimming pool. <laughs> Jose Martinez. Welcome back. How's a... Uh... How is it not on the podcast? You've been gone for a while. Uh, I mean, I kind of missed it, not going to lie. I still enjoy listening to you guys. Uh, and it's cool because it's like it gave me another reason to watch SpongeBob and can't be mad at that. Oh, yeah. And then finally, our last guest is someone who likes to make people eat dirt. Oh, nice. That's good. Uh, Maxine Mannheim. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't like to do it that often, I hope. I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know your weird fetish. Uh, this is just information that I was I was told beforehand uh, <laughs> to me say the for the intro. <laughs> uh, but uh, for anyone who's listening for the first time, which I don't know how you got here listening for your first time, but, but welcome. But welcome. Uh, it, this is our podcast where we watch a SpongeBob episode and we discuss little lessons that we learn throughout the episode and other like fun little tidbits that we've enjoyed. Um, I'm particularly excited for today's episode. Because I'm like 99.999% sure that this is my favorite episode out of all Spongebob. Um, so this week we are watching Season 3, Episode 12, Chocolate with Nuts and Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy 5. Act 1, Chocolate with Nuts. So in this act, which is, again, probably my favorite. This is a really, really good episode. This is Well, both these episodes are really good, but this one is like my literal favorite, I think. SpongeBob and Patrick find one of Squidward's fancy magazines and decide to become entrepreneurs. And so they start selling chocolate door to door, which uh, shenanigans happen. Josh, why are you filming in the middle of this? <laughs> Someone's going to document this. Sh- that's true. Um, so Our intern's not here. That's true. So to start us off, I want to ask all of you an open question is if you were traveling salesman, what would you sell? Well, Josh, we'll start with you. Oh, that's so solid. What would I sell? I don't think I don't think chocolate was a good idea. So I don't really like the idea of selling food. Like I never liked. I was in Boy Scouts for like a hot second, and selling popcorn I thought was ridiculous. And I don't like. Well, no one likes the Boy Scout popcorn. It's the worst. But even like Girl Scout popcorn. cookies, like I'm like I'm not trying to go door to door and like sell someone food, right? So. But here's the difference, Josh. In my opinion, like a Girl Scout comes up to you and they're like, "You want a cookie?" And you're like, "Yes, a delicious cookie." And then a Boy Scout comes up to you and is like, do you want this nasty, stale popcorn? Just throw it. And I'm like, no. Facts. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, door to door. Uh, this is like tough. I'm trying to think. I'll, I'll give you time to think. I think Jose's got a... Like a mixtape. I mean, I'm thinking. I don't know if I have an answer. I, I think just... Like, yeah. I feel... I've always felt like I could never be a salesman, specifically one that goes door to door. Because it's like you're showing up on their property unannounced. You're brown. <laughs> brown. They're going to call the cops on me. Um, I will say that when someone comes to my door trying to sell me things, like I always entertain them like out of guilt. And I'm like, I would hate for someone to do that to me. Uh, <laughs> I did. I used to work at the bank, which a lot of people don't know this, but it's actually sales because you're trying to get people to open accounts. Yeah. 
and get them in debt with credit cards well here's the thing one time i mean i don't mean to brag but i was the number one teller in the region which was wow. i got a lot of people in debt. It's, it's no big deal i mean whatever but it was like all of arizona parts of california and nevada and i did it for like a month and a half and then like afterwards i was like who am i i felt like i had to get rid of my morals to like try to get people to like open accounts to get credit cards and i was like that ain't me i i can't be a salesman what did you get for it did you get like a fancy plaque a bonus no no i mean yeah there were, <laughs> you get incentives you know like some additional money but it's it was more so for me it made me feel good yeah, it made you feel debt. good to put other people in debt i'm not proud of myself omar but that was <laughs> that was the old me i'm beyond that uh and i have grown That's not great. to what about you max what you got i heard that they pressure you a lot to make sales and stuff like if you're not hitting those sales then you get in a lot of trouble my brother said working for wells fargo was super stressful that's the thing well yeah. wells fargo yeah. they're really strict yeah. about but they that. also like, got into a lot of because right. they yeah, were they opening up trouble. fake accounts they were doing yeah. a lot of legal yeah. stuff but my cousin worked at wells fargo and they actually like they had to meet a what is it called a, a quota or a quote uh every month i worked at am i allowed to say I worked at this other bank, and uh, <laughs> we didn't have to like meet certain goals. It was just based on how well we wanted to do. What about, mm. what about you, Max? What sales thing would you sell door to door? I also hate sales. Um, as a bartender, though, it's like the easiest thing in the world. So I feel like door to door booze oh, would be like, like the a booze easy- truck. Thing. Yeah, that's a good idea. Like, and that's the thing nice. about snacks too. I feel like someone comes to my door with chocolate or like snacks. If I'm like drunk or high i'm like yes that sounds great i'll totally How often spend are you drunk and high i mean a lot of the time too too much of the time i'm sure no i do like selling booze i don't think it's legal i'm not sure if there's like legal loopholes you can find a way but if i showed up to someone's house with like beer or cider or like a bottle of good vodka i feel like they'd appreciate that uh-huh i had a genius idea about like um like uber eats but with alcohol and they have they ha- that. Yeah, they have that say. in New York, buddy. They have it, I think. My liquor store delivers to me all the time. I take it back everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I just remember when 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 I read about it, um, it was like illegal or something. But that that was in Arizona, so think, never like, mind. Going off that idea, like uh, what I thought it would be like a truck like that sells weed and stuff, but also spelled snacks. Like I don't know, that's not like marketed upon because there are people who sell weed and stuff. But like, why don't you also have like a food truck at the same time? It's regulations, right? Like, I mean, I mean, find a way around it. <laughs> <laughs> Some well, legal loophole. I think Jose brought up like a very important thing. Oh, by the way, mine would be sex toys. I would just sell te- sex toys. To <laughs> That's such an embarrassing thing to sell person to person, though, I feel like. Yeah, but think of oh, the lonely yeah. housewife or house husband that you show up to and you're like, hey, uh, want a dildo jiggle master 5000 ready to go <laughs> jiggle. all right wait i'll have them speaking in tongues if, if you were to come to my house and you see me open the door like what what would be your opening line oh i'd be like hello sir how's your day going good good and then i'd be like would you like a dildo <laughs> straight to the point simple uh, straight to the point yeah they would like get out their guns especially and then in i'd be Arizona. like have a good day and then i leave <laughs> Thank Simple. you, sir. Simple. <laughs> but um, I do like how Jose brought up very quickly that he thought he like lost his his morals selling uh, debt to people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bank accounts, ways to save uh, to people. Um, mm. And in this episode, it's very quickly like you realize how um, much sales tactics rely on that. Like especially SpongeBob and Patrick didn't really start doing well until they started lying. Yeah. 
Um, and the person who sold the best is that weird, like, skeevy guy who, yeah. like, sells yeah. them the chocolate bar bags, the chocolate bar bag carrying bags, and then also buys, makes them buy more chocolate, chocolate, which I would say is the best salesman out of all of them because he had no, no, kinda, no morals. I want a, another episode with him. I feel like he has, like, this, like, deep backstory that I want to know about how he learned to be such a good scammer, right? Yeah. Like, Mr. Krabs could learn from him. Oh, I think so, 100%. Yeah. Which I think he, Mr. Krabs does some sketchy things. Like how um, at the beginning of the episode, oh wait, no, that's the second episode. <laughs> Scratch it's, that. it's when uh, the lights are off. Oh yeah. yeah. He's doing yeah. things that affects his customers to save money. But uh, yeah, I just love that the biggest scam that I like is the one where he's like, where he's dressed up <laughs> and he's like, I have glass bones and paper skin <laughs> and every day I break my arms and every afternoon I break my legs or something like that. And then he falls. I think that's like that night my heart attacks put me to sleep. Yeah, it's yeah. just there's so many little moments in this entire episode that I think are Probably like some of the best well written stuff. Yeah, right? the yeah. best writing and like the most adult jokes in like such a small span of time. Um, I don't know. It's just every time I watch this, I love it more and more. This episode. Well, you can't go without talking about like. The, the the chocolate grandma and stuff like that, right? <laughs> Mary and her mother. Yeah. My favorite characters in all of SpongeBob. Oh yeah. What does she sound like? I'll I'll do it a little bit later. Let's get some, <laughs> let's discuss them first and then maybe you'll get an impression out of me. I am a little sick. I think it's interesting how the episode starts. Um Max, you're new to the podcast. But we talk about that there is a idea that um SpongeBob and a lot of the other characters like exhibit um godlike power sometimes. Um, like the able to shapeshift or like carry heavy stuff like that. So in this, like it, it starts off with SpongeBob just hanging out in the mailbox. Like he has shrunk himself to surprise the mailman, which like yeah. how often does he do that to that poor mailman? Apparently not often enough that he remembers. Maybe it's just a different mailman every time because they can't handle it. They switch routes. Yeah. I really appreciate the enthusiasm though. Cause like there's been things where like I order some, there have been times when I order something like, oh my God, I can't wait for it to get in the mail. I'm, this is kind of related to it, but not really. But uh, when Avengers Endgame came out, like the day <laughs> of, I was just filled with anxiety. So when SpongeBob was in, like, oh my God, I can't wait. I was like, I feel you. I've been there. <laughs> so Max, rewatching this episode, how'd you feel about it? Um, I liked it a lot. I liked it like immediately because he opens the magazine and the first thing he says is like, oh my gosh, look at this like glorious standard of living that's like so much higher than what I have right now. Which is like, that's almost every magazine. Like they yeah. tell you like, we're more aware of it now, but I feel back in the day it was just like, you know, you're bombarded with like hot people and like rich people and hot rich people. And like that is like a perfect depiction of real life magazines. It was like the original Instagram. Like before there was Instagram and like social media, people were just jealous of whatever they saw in magazines. It's a good way to put that. I didn't really yeah. think about that, but a lot of people mm -hmm. got like pictures and media through magazines and stuff. Because even thinking about this, it's like, I don't know, even growing up, I don't think my parents really had magazine subscriptions. And even now, I don't know anyone who has magazine subscriptions anymore. Right. Yeah, but that's just because print media it's is all, dying. Yeah. Hey, but. I would subscribe to Bon Appetit if I had more money. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, so off like the crazy rich thing, like we had the pool inside of a pool and then like someone yeah. having shoes was like fancy for them. So what would be for you guys, what would be your crazy rich thing that if you had that kind of money, like what would you do? I feel like I would just travel. You travel I would a lot? just love to. Yeah, that's what I mean. I have a, a friend in Israel and she was like, yeah, right after I got out of the army, 
I had like 10 grand saved up. So I just like went to South America for a year. Like that to me sounds like an amazing way to spend a year. 10 grand doesn't even seem like that much to me. But in South no. America, it's a lot in, more. Yeah, yeah. She, she made it work. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if I was bad and bougie, I think <laughs> this is this is gonna sound so basic, but I would love to have like an indoor basketball court. That Which basic. like, well, because like a lot of rappers and and athletes have that. Um, and I I love playing basketball. Full size or like a half court situation. I mean, ideally full size. Um, but just the idea of, or actually, I would say that uh, an indoor gym too. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> the 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 let like um. The less time I have to spend outside of my house, I guess, the better. That's, that sounds so sad. I like that. No, I like that. That's one small lesson you get. When you get rich, get a house that you never have to leave. Yeah, like um, Smart House. You guys remember that movie, Disney yeah. Channel? Yeah, that yeah, devil it house. It was like a dystopian. It was, like. <laughs> it was kind of a crazy house, but I just remember watching it, and this dude was having like concerts in his living room, and I was like, oh, you know what? Like a cool VR system would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be really nice. Or like really nice speakers. I would love to have some like really, really nice, nice sound speaker. systems. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. VR scares me. I don't think I could do a VR system. I've only I've only played VR once and it was it was a trip because what made it weird for me is that you like you know, usually like other video games when you go to an arcade you can only see like in front of you, but with VR you can see in your peripherals. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. what to me is scary. Yeah. yeah. Like everywhere I turn there's there's a place in Manhattan that does VR. We should go. We should. It's, we should it's a lot like of fun. Party it up. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the people that actually got like sold to. Like, or at least the, the let's talk about the first guy, the chocolate guy. Um, do you think you would have made it past the initial chocolate screaming to to sell him stuff? Do you think you would have gotten past that, Jose? Uh, yeah, because ultimately, it's I've always worked in like a customer service based jobs. And you have to serve the customer. So I've dealt with bad customers. And uh, I think that was actually SpongeBob and Patrick's fault for not hearing him out. Because all he said was he just screamed chocolate. I think it was his face that scared me. (laughs) (laughs) He got a little crazy. Yeah, the chasing. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I've had, when I used to work at the bank, I had someone uh, pee in the lobby. And then I was like, you know what? If I can tolerate that, I can tolerate someone screaming chocolate (laughs) in my face. They just like whip it out and just pee in the lobby. Well, like, I was helping them, and uh, you were helping them pee in the yeah, lobby. Yeah, well, well, you no. hold it for them. <laughs> yeah. I pulled his pants you, on. I held you it, held him. it for him. Uh, he, uh, he, I was like running some transaction, and he was just really quiet. I was like, "How's your day going?" He was like, mm. "I'm like okay." <laughs> and uh, right when I was done, he was just looking. At, I just remember like I was counting his his money. I was like one, two, three, four, and I looked at him. He was just like, "Uh." He's only getting four bucks out. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have much money. He was but, counting uh, hundreds. All right. He was oh, counting yeah. hundreds. Uh, so then he left, and I remember the lady <laughs> the lady that was next, I called her up, and she's like, I ain't going over there. And I was like, why? She goes, look at this. And I was like, ma'am, what's going on? And then I went over, and there's like a big yellow puddle. Damn. And he left. They have bathrooms in banks. They do, like, but you I know what? Although I've been to banks here in New York, and I'll be like, can I use the restroom? They're like, no, sorry. Yeah, I, I appreciated confidence. This man had a lot of confidence to just walk in there. Take I don't his- think it was confidence. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I think that was desperation. <laughs> uh, but one thing I wanted, one small lesson that I picked up was when they're going through like the bags where SpongeBob was trying to like pull out that one chocolate bar for that woman, and I was like, uh, one big thing in business is respect your customer's time. I feel like there's a yeah. lot of times, especially in New York, where 
I'm not helped as quickly as I would like to be. And not because I'm like, oh, he's being impatient. Like, they're just not paying attention. And I feel like every every store should be better at being like, hey, like, how can I help you? Even if it's just like that person goes, I'm good. And then they walk off. And I understand that maybe a lot of stores do like uh, they encourage that. But I feel like in New York, it doesn't happen as much where it's like, hey, can I help you? Where I could be like, yes, where are the batteries? Yeah. I think people are such like in an attitude here, like even if you're just a pedestrian person, like to not like interact with people. So I've run into that, like working, walking in the store, like in Arizona, like people come to you like, oh, can I help you? But here they won't even make eye contact with you. And yeah. you try to talk to them and they like, like roll the your eyes. Yeah, you're like, I'm not even going to bother to ask if you're going to be a jerk to me. So what other uh, small lessons did you, any of you pick up from this, this episode? I got, um, it's sometimes like, it's smart to invest your money or like have a savings. Because like at the very end, they're trying to question like what they're going to do with all that money they made from the chocolate. But they went out on the, this big fancy date. They rented out the entire restaurant. And like, you could do that. But also like, I think for a real person and not just some cartoon sponge, <laughs> investing your money is like a smart way to go especially if you have end up with a lot of money and stuff or if you plan on having a family it's like it, it's a good like tr- like fund for your kids later on and stuff but it's like quintessential spongebob to like just like somehow stumble onto like a lot of money that, like just accidentally like he wasn't really selling to that guy that guy wanted the chocolate desperately you like chased him down yeah, he looked they didn't out. actually succeed in like selling much of anything you know that's true yeah well, I think they did for a bit. There's that whole montage, which we're assuming that they made a lot of money. That's when that. they were lying. It, yeah. 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 Some of the lies I wrote down were, um, let's see, you, it'll make you it'll make hair grow. And then he's like, oh, my wife's trying to grow a beard. Uh, <laughs> sound smart, fly, fall in love, walk through walls and rule the world, which they were probably selling the plankton on that last yeah, one. I was thinking that. Or Squidward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the one I wrote down was... Uh, don't come on too strong when you're trying to make a first impression because there's that one moment where Patrick's like, I love you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's a little too strong. Or where he's focusing with his eyes like, Woo, he's yes. like, like zoning yeah. in. Well, um, the other day I was with Omar and I, I, we met someone and her name was Arabella. And I was like, when she left, I was like, oh man, that's such a beautiful name. And I was like, I'm so glad I didn't tell her that when I better. Because I was like, what, what's, you know, like what's the balance? I have, a, I have a confession. I told her once you left. Oh, well, I wasn't there, so it's all right. That's good. I don't mind it. What about you, Max? What did you, any small lessons you get? I mean, like kind of the bigger overarching lesson, you have to like sell yourself mm-hmm. um, and sell your morals in order to make money, you know, like, and that, I mean, that definitely stuck. And that's, that's the thing. Like SpongeBob didn't actually sell, you know, yeah. like he didn't actually, but I guess for that, that little period, he was... Selling him soul, like selling his soul or selling himself. I got one for like a small lesson on that note was more like, um, be careful what people because a lot of times in advertising, people aren't trying to sell you the product, they're trying to sell you the lifestyle that surrounds the product. They're making you like, luckily, we do have like some laws for advertisers that they can't like tell you something that's like, oh, it will make you fly (laughs) if you rub it on your skin, it'll make you live forever. It's like not like that, but they sell it to you in a different way, they sell it to you in like. Oh, if you rub it on your skin, you'll look more youthful, you know, and then like it's a lot of times it's like a lifestyle thing. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. trying to sell you they're what SpongeBob and Patrick are doing wasn't far off from like what real advertising does, where it's like like I was filming at a like family adventure park recently. And when I was filming there, like what the things that were the moments we're trying to capture are like families having fun with each other. And it's really so that way when customers see it or other people see it, 
they're they're seeing like, oh, I if I bring my kids here, they're also going to have fun. We're going to have better family moments, which like in in our case, like, we were catching like we were catching genuine moments with people. But like other advertisements, they're very much like, here's an actor. Here's another actor. Pretend to be in love. And they got you this ring. And now you love the love them for forever. When we know reality is not that way, which that's what I like. Another reason besides Mary and her mom, the reason I like this episode is like it's so real and it's like I think it's so, so real that it's like it still gets the point across without losing any of the funny aspects of it. Yeah. And without getting too dark, which I feel like some other SpongeBob episodes where like I we get to the end of it and we're like they get real dark lessons out of it. Yeah. It still ends on like a really light note and stuff like that. You know, it's and it's also really interesting to talk about like selling like you said, like selling yourself, um, and sometimes you have to sell your morals. But like as a freelancer, I have to sell myself in a way that's not selling more. You have to be very upfront. And I'm sure that's the same way as an actor, right? I would say like you have to be able to sell yourself that you're more genuine. So it's like there's an interesting um opposite side to that where you have to learn how to be a, a like a friendly person or else people won't hire you i guess there's freelancers who do act like people who get hired all the time so hey sometimes the work yeah you know pays for itself i guess so i i'm hoping that we switch on a freelancing level from like people who are assholes who do good work to like nice people who do good work and i think I, i'm slowly seeing the shift but I don't know, Josh, you still kept hired, so I don't know how that works okay, out. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to spend our last moments of this act talking specifically about what I think are the two greatest characters in all of SpongeBob, which is Mary and Mary's mom. And I already have opinions, but I want to hear yours. Uh, Max, we'll start with you. What What do you think about that fish who... <laughs> the the shell of a fish i should say that yeah i mean i just think it's so funny like it provides the the nice like comic relief that's for sure because of course you're not expecting you know you think that spongebob's just like flattering and then she actually does have she's like ma like, ancient <laughs> that's my, that was like for me that is one of the best turns ever where it's just like is your mother home and then he instead of like oh thank you for saying that he's like she turns and goes, Ma! And then you just hear, What? <laughs> what? What do you want? And then they're just like yelling. Oh, it's my favorite. I love it so much. Uh, Jose, any other? Uh, I just, I was just wondering what she is. Mary's mom? It's like, she, I, she reminded me of uh, that, like the, when they shrink you in Beetlejuice. Like that oh, little yeah. head. A little shrunken head. It's just head. like a little head and a vertebrate. <laughs> and I was like, Man, to just be a spine, like, she has had a tough life. Yeah, she just wants to live forever. And when he says that, you rub it on your skin, it'll make you live forever. Mary. One of the best, like, she's like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> she just wants her mother to die, die. which, like, what kind of hellish <laughs> situation she are they living in? I mean, she's been taking her care of her mom for a long time. Maybe she's, like, done with it. She wants to live her own life. She's just like, I, I would rather <laughs> i'm surprised that she stays around well i guess you kind of feel you gotta like have obligated. To, you got to the, the, her mom doesn't have any arms or anything she couldn't do anything i would just put her in a home mm. i would just put her in a grave <laughs> <laughs> what kind of style of living is that man of god <laughs> um, a real man of god <laughs> <laughs> just kidding just but kidding. i don't know if you'd be able to put her in a grave she seems too tenacious. She would be like alive you'd have to bury her alive which is i'm like i want to see the prequel on her 
Like she has some life. I in could her. do that like a side episode of just them. Yeah. And it's just her yelling. She has seen some stuff in her life. <laughs> and I want to get to know her. Why are they your favorite like your favorite characters in the whole universe of SpongeBob? Because they're so there's just like there's so much more that you want from them. And but there's like you know nothing, but there's you know nothing but so much at the same time. Like you see her and you can just imagine how much of a that little fish is and then on top of that it's like the reactions that you get from each person the lines just the fact there's like the way that she builds up where she's like i remember when they first invented chocolate <laughs> sweet sweet chocolate and you're thinking like oh wow like she was there for the invention of chocolate i love her so much and then she's like i always hated it <laughs> and that's like the whole the whole shtick like there's so many good jokes in that little moment and it's like just visually appealing. I don't know. I just love every bit about them that I just. Every time I think about SpongeBob, I think about that moment. And that's why I like it so much. I think a lot of people do. I mean, my, my mom still quotes the chocolate thing. Every time I bring up SpongeBob, that's like the only thing people quote is like, oh, chocolate. And you're like, oh, yeah. OK, so you've seen SpongeBob. <laughs> what are they selling? Chocolate. And then like that whole exchange where they're just like yelling at each other and like which is kind of it's sad but it's real because like I've had that exchange with like older grandparents who are losing their hearing where they're like they're like yell you're literally yelling at them to like tell them and they're just like they're just so unaware they're just gone and like not gone because they mentally are gone but just gone that they just can't physically hear you and I don't know it's like there's so many little I could watch that that little moment like I I was telling Josh when we were on our way here that when I was watching it, I was just cracking up, just thinking about the moment. And then when I got to the moment, I was still like laughing and laughing and laughing. I honestly think out of all the episodes, I laughed the hardest on this one. And I, I could rewatch it over and over again, where it's like every other one I probably get sick of. Bubble break. Bubble break. Bubble, bubble. Nice. So since you are new to the podcast, Max, uh, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Yeah. Um, so my sister was on the podcast, I think, uh, maybe recently. It's like three or four episodes ago. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. So my name is Maxine. I do a lot of social justice work. Um, I got my degree in political science and philosophy, and I am kind of idealistic. So I did some. <laughs> and you went to the U of A, right? Yeah. 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 Um, you have like a real degree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know. Try oh, everyone here, everyone here has an arts degree, but you have like a. <laughs> A hardcore degree. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about that. I just spent my time like <laughs> reading and analyzing philosophy. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that how... sounds like, yeah, that sounds a lot more work than I did for my degree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's why this podcast is so cool. Like, that's what I love about like taking something that um, is kind of like for kids, right? It's meant for kids and then breaking it down and what makes it smart and good. I love that stuff. I should show you this book I have. It's like actually Fatima got it for me, our intern. Uh, she said uh, it's a philosophy and spongebob it's actually really good they give it i think i think she heard that they give it to the people who do the spongebob musical so that way they can think about it more critically cool but i want to do some stuff on it for bonus episodes but i think when we get more uh, hurt for content because we got a lot of spongebob episodes to go through josh maybe we can ask the we get someone from the spongebob musical we can ask them if they actually do that oh, that'd, that'd be, be cool. cool yeah yeah um well, thanks, Max. Thanks for yeah. being here. And you just moved to New York, so it's fun mm -hmm. for you to be here and join us. Yeah, it's Josh's new roommate, so I'm yeah. very sorry, Max, mm -hmm. that you're stuck with Josh all the time. It's really awful, isn't it? No, it's awesome. I love it. 
Wow. You always, like, every time I ask you if I can, like, steal from your food, you're like, yep, it's great. It's because I don't eat. Um, (laughs) So, Jose, how have you been? (laughs) Uh, I've been been eating. Uh, (laughs) I've been good, man. Life is good. I've Hot Boy Summer's over. Now it's, like, transition to Christian Boy Autumn. It's been a good Christian boy. Boy fall. Boy fall. It's like we'll see. Hand in hand. Hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What are we talking about this bubble break? So this, this bubble time? break. Uh, I feel like we covered a lot about selling and chocolate. So we're gonna jump a little bit about part two. And I think we can kind of discuss like if this group of people right here were a team of either superheroes or supervillains. What would be the powers and like what would be the group name and all that? So kind of give a background about all, all right, that. Before before we start thinking, are we supervillains or superheroes? I'm gonna tell you right now, I'd be a horrible supervillain. You'd be yeah. horrible. Yeah. Why horrible? I just like the idea of being cruel and like wanting to fight people to be mean. Like, I think I'd be like a Doctor Horrible supervillain, where it's uh, like I want to destroy everything so that I can rebuild it. In like, Patrick Harris. To, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. If I was a supervillain, that's the kind of supervillain I'd be. I'm like, I'm gonna control everything because I'm gonna make things better. It's so funny situation. that you say that, Jose, because your D and D character is like the most chaotic person in our group. So, <laughs> but he's good. Mm. But he's he's chaotic <laughs> he's good. I. Okay, I'm going to let the okay. viewers decide. Jose, one time, because a character did not want to give uh, any information up, wanted to kill this person. Dude, an innocent bystander. <laughs> There's nothing that this person did to like suggest that they were evil at all. I decided to make it a little bit more interesting. Spice you know, it up. Spice it up. Yeah. Throw a little Tabasco on the sauce. I think there's more evil in you than you think. <laughs> Maybe. I think chaotic would be... Okay. Chaotic. I think he okay. swerved into it. Okay, I got a question for you. Is Thanos a hero or a villain? Oh, no, we're not going on this. All right, all right. We'll he's totally a villain. What are you talking about? I just heard an argument that he's that he can be a hero. Yeah, because well, I I see that oh, like the utilitarian <laughs> like philosophy behind it. I get that. That's the whole reason I I don't watch any Avengers or Marvel movies or anything. And I loved I loved Infinity Jose's War and, have a... and Endgame because of the philosophy right behind it. Yep. That's, that's all right. So we've decided we're superheroes, right? Superheroes. We're yeah, okay I, with I that? would have to. I'd have to. All right, all right, Max. What's your superpower? What are you contributing to our superhero group? Uh, I don't know. It's funny when you were just talking, like when we were debating heroes or villains. The only villain I could like see myself being would be like kind of like Poison Ivy. She's like an environmental terrorist. You just want to make out with people and kill them. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's the best part. You just want to go to the club and be like, "Hey," and you kiss someone, (laughs) and then they die. Oh god. We see what you're doing. I I see what you're plotting. That. No, I don't know. I mean, flying is the best power, right? Like, is flying not the coolest thing? I I disagree, but I mean, everyone can everyone pick their powers, and we can we can choose how our team works together. You you would fly. I mean, flying's got to be. I don't want that to be like the only thing, but definitely that. So, are you flying like without wings, or do you have wings in the situation? I don't want wings. Sound creepy. The idea of having extra like limbs or whatever sounds like a lot. So, I'd like to just. Can I just fly? Yeah. That's so you okay. just wanted to be like, like you want to fly like Superman, but like any other powers. Well, I think we can. You can add a couple more if you want. I mean, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of being. Um, but they like gotta go together. Like, so I wasn't super into Marvel or Avengers. I did love. I grew up like obsessed with X Men, like specifically X Men. Yeah. Um, and Mystique, I always thought was so awesome, not just because she could shapeshift or whatever, but mm-hmm. because she was like a bad ninja. Bitch. Like in all the movies and stuff, <laughs> like she would like take down Wolverine, who's like five times as strong as she is just because she's like crazy flexible and like super fast. Yeah. I always thought that would be like pretty cool. Like I just kind of want to fight. So what, do you, what have you learned? So like a martial like, arts master, but that yeah. can fly. Yeah, that'd be like, that would be enough okay. for me. All right, yeah. Um, are, are we like fighting bad people? Like villains? We're just, you know, 
Because if this was we're every... in the current world today, there's no supervillains so far. Okay, if there's no but super potential villains, for supervillains, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, if there's no supervillains or the potential, um, I would want to co- control time just because I feel that's that's dangerous. That'd be useful. I wouldn't want to go to the future, but just to be like, you know what, I'm gonna sleep in today and just pause. <laughs> Uh, I just feel like it's that'd selfish. be a very it is, but I just feel like it'd be a very useful power. And I'm just thinking like, what would help my life more? And I think time is the one thing we can't get back. So if I could just pause time, I think that'd be great. Um, but if we were had a fight, like bad people and Thanos and villains and stuff, I've always dreamt of being a superhero that can control water in all of its forms. So imagine like. An like airbender, water be- like water a waterbender, yeah. sorry, mix, um, yeah, waterbender mixed with like Iceman, mixed with um, some sort of gas superhero. So you can control water in, in just, each of its gas? elements. You say gas? Yeah, like I could like fart gas. Well, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> to make people fart on command. Yeah, uh, just the idea that like I can control water in all of its forms, I think would be really cool because it's a like, lot of power, I'm a, right? And it's like it's like. Iceman plus a waterbender combined, and my name would be Hydro. Hydro. Wow, you've like thought about I this. I really before. thought about this a lot. I, I like super. So you're going with Hydro. You're not doing time. You can I'll only go do with Hydro. One or the other. I'll go with Hydro. Because yeah. time has like a lot of people. That I okay. On my tier of superpowers, I think time is always the strongest. Right. But there's so much that can go wrong with it. Like Jose goes back in time like two seconds, and then he says something slightly different that could change the trajectory of all of our lives, Completely and agree. he would never know until it's like. Yeah. 40 years from now and then we're in the middle of a battle with some supervillain and they're like oh Jose said something and then Omar took a different train that day and then suddenly we all died in this big battle butterfly because... effect yeah exactly plus you'd have to have like a lot of I mean you'd have to have nerves of steel because how easy would it be to just like go back in time and like be tempted to like you know I don't know like murder Hitler before he came to power or something like that or to go into the future and not like Make a ton of money off of that. Yeah. Like you'd have to have so much restraint to not. That's why. Totally that's why immoral. I specifically mentioned I would only use it to pause time because I think either going to the future or past is super dangerous. Yeah, it's like too much power. Look yeah. at Back to the Future. This guy ends up becoming president. Oh, oh wait, no, that's Trump, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it happened. What about you, Josh? <laughs> um, I don't know. I always like the idea. We talked about it on the podcast before. Of like, I mean, we we had that whole discussion. But if I like as a supervillain, I'd like to control like natural disasters and stuff. But I think I can still probably do that as a hero somehow. Like being able to control, uh, like hurricanes, guess, and, hurricanes stuff. and stuff like that. And it could be probably beneficial somehow stopping people. I don't know how you do that in everyday stopping like a a burglar or some stuff. Like I can't just like summon a tornado. Well, it's kind of like storm, right? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Like storm-esque powers, yeah. but like amplified. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's good. Mine will always be, um, although I have been tempted by, I don't know if anyone's seen Deadpool 2, like the, the luck mm. situation. Domino. I yeah. Li- yeah, I like that. I like that power just because there's so much potential to it. Plus, it's such a bad thing knowing that like, I'm going to go in this situation, I'm going to win. doesn't matter. Uh, but my my all-time favorite superpower will always be teleportation. That or super speed. It's one of, one of those. But like, teleportation is, I just like the idea of just being like, poof, I'm there. I don't have to take a train. I don't have to deal with people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Poof, I'm there. I get that because that's why I'd want to control time. Because like, teleporting pause it, and, yep, and walk fast, you can. it just helps life. Yeah. I'm trying to be as efficient as possible in life with powers, unless we're fighting villains. Yeah. 
Because then, right, like, think about this. We're fighting. We're in the middle of a fight. And we're like, oh, my God. What are we going to do? I just grab the villain. Poof. Outer space. Wait, but can you breathe in outer space? I go in a super suit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Go in my space suit, super Neil Armstrong suit. style. And I just, like, he's like, why is this spaceman here? Boom. We're in space. I mean, you could effectively just teleport to NASA and grab a spacesuit for yourself and then you go Put pop it on, right back. Pop right back. All in a matter of like two minutes. Or uh, I've talked to, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before where you like, I could just grab them, poof, go to like the top of the Empire State Building, poof away, just let go. What about the people at the bottom? I poof them out of the way. I poof up to the top, <laughs> drop them, poof down to the bottom, poof those people out of the way. He hits the ground, explodes. Day saved. Not the cleanest. But uh, you don't got to be the cleanest. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to win. Exactly. Act two. Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy 5. Woo. You know, I usually hate these Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy episodes, but this is by far my favorite one. Like, yeah. Even episode wise, this is, I really, really enjoyed this episode. Um, so what happens is we join, we're joined at the Krusty Krab and there's a huge line because Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy are trying to order. We all know Mermaid Man is... Having a little tough time remembering stuff. He's old. He's up there. Um, and in the process, people start making fun of uh, Barnacle Boy, who decides to turn evil and start working for the bad guys. And so it's up to Mermaid Man and his new gang of heroes, who includes SpongeBob, Squidward, uh, Patrick, and Sandy, to stop them. And in the end, they just come together. Um, they don't actually stop them. It's a big disaster. But friendship rules out, and Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy come together, and they're good. So, yeah, it's super solid. Do you think that, given time, that 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 group of superheroes would have done well together? Or do you think it always would have been a disaster? I don't know. Patrick and SpongeBob have like a super good vibe, right? Like they always get into trouble, but then just through, I don't know if it's luck or if it's just their dynamic, like they like end power. up. Yeah, they just everything just ends up cool at the end um i don't know about squidward necessarily getting along with everyone um but honestly i think it would probably just be kind of a like it would be the, the same time. thing over and over again it'd be them like fighting each other more than fighting the actual villains mm -hmm. and then <laughs> <laughs> what do you think jose uh i think i would keep spongebob because he's always trying to do his best um, and I think you want that quality in a superhero. Mm -hmm. I would keep SpongeBob. I mean, uh, Sandy, because she's smart and she knows how to fight. Oh, yeah, SpongeBob knows how to fight. I would have to go with Max and tell Squidward to kick rocks. Just because he's, <laughs> he rocks. can be kind of lazy. He's obviously kind of bougie. And I'm like, I don't know if the superhero lifestyle is for you. So I would substitute him for Larry. Uh, and then who's left? Patrick. I, would, I don't know, man, because I feel like Patrick could either be a really good team member or a really bad one. You know what? I would substitute Patrick for Gary because Gary oh, has shown okay. to be really smart, and he's he's a snail. He's slow, but it's like if you give him that super suit where he can stretch, I feel like because he's he so smart, done. he yeah, he gets some stuff done. That's good. What do you think? Uh, I think, see, I'm... I think anyone can be trained to do something. So I think they could, with some training, work together and do well. Because Squidward was taking it seriously. I just think he didn't know how his powers really worked. He didn't know how to aim that. Yeah, yeah. you think he needs to learn how to aim. Uh, SpongeBob, I think, is solid. Patrick actually did better than I was expecting. I also think that he would be kind of dangerous to have. 
Uh, Sandy, a lot worse than I was expecting her to be, but um, it. I just think invisibility is a stupid thing for her yeah. to have. Um, but I mean, I can't knock her for having a power, you know. But uh, no, I think it, I think I could get them to up to par if I could coach them to do what they were doing, you know. Because you know, SpongeBob moves really fast. Yeah, yeah. It was like, <laughs> I like my. I really love that moment where he's like. You want to see me do it again? Yeah. <laughs> so great! It's just such a classic line. I think it like it, that's my first like. We jump into like the quick small lesson here is like with like with all of every superhero, it's like with great power comes great responsibility, and I think that's the oh, thing. Yeah. They didn't give enough time to train them with their powers and stuff, and they jump right into fighting the bad guys, and none of them know what they were doing. Like even Sandy, it was surprising how like. I'm sorry to say, but she was kind of dumb in this situation, yeah. right? You know, so like no awareness to the situation or around her surroundings at all. So, can we talk about Makeout Reef? Let's talk about Makeout Reef. Did your towns have a Makeout Reef? I feel like parts of Mount Lemon could be yeah. considered like Windy Point of Mount Lemon mm-hmm. at midnight. Sure. I've been up there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've been up there okay. with your pillow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I went to CDO, and there's, like, that park, like, right next to CDO, and I feel like I would pick up my little brother um, from school, from, like, high school, and he'd, like, say goodbye to his girlfriend, and there, and I noticed there'd be, like, a lot of kids, like, saying goodbye to their <laughs> their little girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever. Um, I think Tucson was big for parks, though. I know even when yeah. I was in, like, middle school and high school, like, people just hang out at parks and, like, get boyfriend, girlfriend. What? Get laid in parks? I don't know if they get laid. I'm sure people Probably. were getting laid. <laughs> I don't think my town had one. Like, there's definitely places that people would go to, but I don't think there was, like, one where, like, oh, everyone's going here, and, like, if you see three other cars, just ignore them, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I think it's weird. Like, I don't, I don't want to shame people into, like, oh, because in high school, you know, you go where you can go, but... I don't know. I don't like the idea of being like, let's all go to this one spot and we'll all progressively get naked in separate cars (laughs) (laughs) together. It is like creepy a little bit. Yeah. It's like a little strange. But it's also like an old, it's an old trope, right? It's like old 50s Mm. trope. Like maybe it was just like in order to like escape the parents and escape the authority, you go to this one spot that everyone's just hanging out in their cars and stuff. I don't know. It's like a different, different time. You know, now you can go to a park as a kid and be fine. Like no one's going to bother you. Go to the mall or something, right? Oh my gosh, you know what I just remembered? Um, there is totally a makeout point in Tucson. Um, if you go up Campbell, like Campbell goes into this, like re- it turns into basically just like this big, rich neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And you go up this huge hill. And if instead of like entering the gated community, you like flip a U-turn and then there's like a big line of parking spaces. Uh-huh. And it's gorgeous because you can see um, the stars because it's on like this big mountain. Um, but it's also, you can see all of like Tucson city lights. It's mm-hmm. like super beautiful. And I've totally made out with people up there. There's totally a makeup. <laughs> but have there been other? Yeah. There's okay, like there's there's other, other cars. cars. Yeah. Like sometimes you can't find a spot. <laughs> yeah. It's popping. There you go. So if anyone's in Tucson, they're looking for a makeup drive up point. Campbell. You drive yeah. up Campbell to this mystery <laughs> spot that isn't so secret. I think that's so weird. Isn't that weird that like high schoolers have to find some sneaky way to like, yeah, I guess so. Because we're all some weird car sex. Where else are they gonna do it? Up. You know, because they can't do it in their house because the parents are there, unless the parents are like away. never there. It's like a weird thing. Like yeah. you want their parents to be, I don't know. You want parents to be sex positive, but I don't imagine being like have sex in my home, children. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because <laughs> that's weird. Speaking of weird, I think it's weird that they're going and they're 
shining flashlights in these possibly naked teens. Well, that's what's funny. It's like they're super villains, and like they're all the like evil things that they're doing are like childish things, like ding, or like the ding dong ditch thing, and yeah. then like shining lights in people's cars. It's stuff like kids would be doing. I just like the guy with the pillow. Hey man, it's <laughs> not like, cool. It's not cool. Did you, all right, this is gonna be personal, but did you guys ever do that? Practice with a pillow. I didn't know. I've never either. understood how that could help you become a better kisser. I definitely thought about it, but I again, I also ran into that situation where like I don't know how this would make me better. Yeah. And I think that's why I never like crossed the threshold of being like I'm going to make out with this pillow. I just feel like you got to learn through your experiences. You know, um my first kiss was awkward like I went in for a peck and she came in with an open mouth and she was sucking my lips. It was weird. Oh my gosh. But you liked it. <laughs> I just I just remember like I pulled away and I was like um, is this it? That was nice. <laughs> what <laughs> was am I supposed nice. to say? I, I didn't know what I was doing. She had an idea, I guess. I don't uh, know. I feel I feel like that's weird. That's like it's a rite of passage. It is. You know? Like most of the time a first kiss is awkward. It should be. Yeah. I feel like if it's not, um uh, I guess. I could I can imagine a first kiss that isn't like super awkward. But like, I, like for me, like my first kisses were all like pecs like that. Like where it's like Yeah. I don't know how to open my mouth in a weird way, you know? Yeah, but have you ever, like, even just in your adult life, like, kissed someone and been like, that is so, like, the first kiss just with, like, a person mm. that's just, like, super awkward, and you're like, <laughs> I think you're just, like, a bad kisser. I don't really know. Do you tell like, them up front? No, I just remember having, like, a really good date with someone, actually, like, walking through um, the U of A campus at night, and then at the end, we, like, kissed in the parking lot, and I was like, that was so disappointing. <laughs> what a what a letdown. Sometimes like, so I think bad. it's, like, not that there's bad kissers, but bad kissing styles. Mm. Like you have I some agree. people are like all up on you and like yeah. that's not the style of kisser you are. And then there's other people who are like, you know, have more teeth or like more tongue, you more know, teeth? like that. Or they're like, they want to be like sexy, like porno kissing. Or like bite your lip or something. Yeah, like yeah. stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's, it's doing those styles. Anytime I feel like I had an awkward kiss, I think it's more like, the lead up to it where like the very classic like i'm gonna walk you to your door and this is where we're supposed to kiss and we both know that's coming but we don't want to take the first steps to do it so i think that's where like the awkwardness comes and i feel like that's where the clashes come when it's like a kissing thing that makes sense yeah you know, mm -hmm. I, I i completely agree with your style thing because i'm like who am i to say that you're a bad kisser the one person that came to mind when Max was sharing her story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this Call them out. young lady, uh, we had gone out. I, I forgot where we went, but I just remember I walked her up to her apartment and she actually made the first move. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. But then I just remember when she moved in, before she even touched lips, she's like, mm, mm. I'm like, are you yeah. eating? Are you hungry? We just ate. <laughs> like, what's going on right now? <laughs> and like the, the kiss was really aggressive and sloppy. And I just remember I was like, I'm moving my mouth like trying to figure this out I'm like girl go get some snacks because you hungry <laughs> and once again it was a clash of styles yeah so I you know maybe or it's like or, or they like jumped bad it's like I feel like some people jump too quickly to like this is sexy like I don't give a f like drunk kissing and Zero then other people are it's like like oh we're gonna start this out slow yeah. Some people like want to start with small packs and then like some next stuff. We're getting too sexual. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Let's change this. Make out reef. Um, what do you feel about the chief since we're overly sexual characters? <laughs> he's a freaking weirdo. Yeah, and I don't understand why he's a human too. Like, 
Like, that was confusing to me. Like, if it's problems in the bikini bottom... And I don't think we've ever seen him again. No, so never again. Yeah. Like, why is a human controlling what's going on in bikini bottom? Or understand what's going on in bikini bottom, you know? That doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Yeah, but him making out with himself on TV in front of, like... Like at a briefing, at a superhero briefing, like that was hilarious. That's such a good moment. I remember being that sounds a kid, like an HR nightmare. I, <laughs> I remember being a kid and seeing that and being like, "Oh, this is great!" Like, it's just so strange. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. What's well, like he was on drugs. Like, whoa, yeah. whoa. Oh, got yeah. all excited. Yeah. He was <laughs> like, down, he was bro. high on something. He was, you know, crack kills. Uh, am I wrong <laughs> in thinking that at the end? When I forget, but like they go back to him and he's by himself. Yeah, and no one's in the room. Is yep. he making out with himself? Yes, with no one around. Yeah, yeah. he's a little creepy. <laughs> and he turns like around. The first and time it was lot. like a joke. He was like, "Ha ha, I right, got you right. guys." And the other times it was like, "I'm just by myself, having a good time." <laughs> a little creepy. What small lessons you get, Jose? Any any from this episode? Uh, don't make out with yourself. No, I mean I I feel like yeah we should all not do that. Uh, this is me opening my notes. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. At the beginning, <laughs> this is just a pet peeve of mine, um, but I wrote down, don't order for others. I think it'd be kind of belittling because um, Murray and Matt is like, oh, he'll, he'll take like the junior patty or whatever it is. Yeah. I was uh, I was out of town a few weeks ago and I went with my friend. Um, We went to In-N-Out. I hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> but I told her though. I told I her. I hope she does. Uh, no, because you need more listeners. What she yeah. was like, um, what 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 do you want? And I was like, oh, I'm gonna get this and this. She's like, okay. And then she went up and she was like, oh, I'll have this now. Like, oh, that sounds like my order. And then she was, and I'll have this and that too. And then I was like, I pulled out my wallet. She's like, no, 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 I'm paying. And I'm like, well, I, I didn't order. She was, yeah, I ordered for you. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> like I don't know what it was about that that I was just like I can order for myself. Here, oh um, no! See, like I imagine that happening. I was imagining like a situation where it's like, oh no, he'll have a salad. Yeah. Right, I'll right. Have a no. steak. I just I don't. Once again, it might be like a pet peeve of mine, but I was just like, I I can order for my, which is the same thing. I always like when I when I buy someone lunch or whatever, I always let them order just because I feel like. What did they change their mind last minute? I honestly literally hate it when people do that. And Thank I feel you. like it's a big thing. Like men do that for yeah. women all the time. And it drives me absolutely nuts. Yeah. And when I was younger, I used to just like let that slide. And now I'm like, hell no. I love eating out. There's yeah. no way you're deciding <laughs> what I'm getting. Come yeah. on. And it's also like, uh, I mean, so the last weird. time I ordered for someone was for my, my little brothers. And they were like five and seven. Yeah. And it's like now I'm almost, uh, well, I'm getting up there. But it's like I uh, I can order for myself. Uh, on that kind of note, the other thing that I wrote down is I used to work in fast food. Uh, my first job was at Wendy's. And one of my pet peeves was when people didn't know what they were going to order before they got to the cash register. Because oh, yeah. then that creates that situation with the line. Yeah. And as a fast food worker and also as someone who's trying to buy food, when someone gets finally gets up to the, to the front of the line and they're like, uh, like I'm slowly dying on the inside. I know, but like in a... F- in those people's defense, because I've been one of those people before, sometimes, especially like these newer like menus, that switch they're not the just like a menu. They just like flop back and forth between two things. I'm oh, like, okay, yeah. I just want to know what's up there. I just want to see the dollar menu. Put it back. Yeah, put yeah. back the dollar menu. The dollar menu should be up all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. Um, one small thing that I put was don't cut corners. It leaves room for evil. Because uh, when Mr. Krabs like, I'm not going to light half the restaurant. He just made a breeding ground for evil people. That's such a good point. Yeah. So, like, I think in your own life, you should be like, you gotta weed those people out. You gotta weed out the evilness in your life. That's good. What about you, Josh? Um, I got 
uh, other than like the great responsibility thing, I got uh, don't hold grudges between friends because that's the thing that Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy were like mm. or Barnacle Boy especially was like holding grudges against Mermaid Man for like ordering for him and like saying oh you call me boy all the time. It's like there's no point. You just have a discussion about it and it'd been fine. Um, and I also got um, like don't shame people for wearing like opposite like opposite of gender norms and stuff like that because uh what was it barnacle boys like i'm not going to take it uh listen to someone who's wearing a bra a man who's wearing a bra all the time i also wrote that down i was like men can wear bras wear, yeah wear bras. you can wear whatever you want right yeah. it's 2019 it's fine yeah so, no what about you? i don't know um i thought it was interesting how like they they're like hey we can help you like we can be superheroes or whatever and then he goes and he's like yeah it's perfect like i have all these suits like, yeah. all, that's all it takes? Like, you just have to put on a suit? Yeah. And, like, actually, it, I mean, it didn't, that wasn't all it takes, right? Yeah. Because they couldn't actually, like, they got the powers and couldn't do anything with them. So I thought that was really funny. I think that's, like, that can be made into a small lesson because I do think sometimes what you wear determines how you act. And how you feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like I that confidence. Were... Look good, feel good. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you dress in a suit, then maybe you treat everyone like, because you're like, I'm hot. I'm a fancy <laughs> Look at me. You're walking down the street, you're like, no, move out of my way. Oh, man. Random plebe in a t-shirt as I'm, si- <laughs> as I'm sitting here wearing a t-shirt. Uh, so one small lesson, another one that I got was you don't need to fight to get what you want because, you know, they could have just talked it out. Although I, I do sometimes get in arguments with Fatima about food because she'll order something and I'm like, you're never going to finish that. You're, you're never going to finish that. And sure enough, at the end of the meal, she's like, she's like three bites in and i'm like (laughs) what i say but i let her order it i'm like you can order it i'm not one of those people who's like "Mm, no she'll have the salad but but sometimes you just you it's better just not fight you'd be like okay you're barnacle man got it Mm -hmm. and then you saw when when spongebob did that he was like no it's barnacle boy yeah and he like switched it right back so he's 68 years old yeah. I think he's earned the right to be Barnacle Man. <laughs> his liver, his liver spots yeah. have hair. And... Dude, I love how like he gets the full size burger and he's like, "It's too big. I'm not gonna finish yeah, it." So Fatima. he like he like goes through this whole thing, like becomes evil essentially. Like he becomes a villain to get this thing that he doesn't really need or yeah, want. Yeah. Sounds uh, about right. I had a question as far as like the whole line situation for the restaurant. Have you ever, like, is there a restaurant that you would stick in line for? Because I, so I remember when Tucson, when the In-N-Out first opened, mm-hmm. that line was insane. Was but people disgusting. were waiting in it. And, like, the same thing with the Popeye's chicken sandwich. People waited hours to get that stuff, right? So, like, is there something, or have you ever been in a situation where you've done that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, the hot dog stand outside of Maloney's on 4th Avenue wow. at 2 a.m. <laughs> Dude, but in all fairness, Domino will not leave. She will not get in an Uber. She will not get in a car without her hot dog with like jalapenos and like wow i leave you i leave that'd be like i'm gonna go get food somewhere oh i love it there's also a really good food check um outside of ibt's like for tacos like i would do it for tacos and now it's time for the womble lesson of the day There you go. Nailed That's it. That's my introduction. Nailed it. So since you started it off, how about you, you tell us your big lesson. Tell us your, your Wumbo lesson. Okay, cool. So my big lesson for both episodes was, uh, and I think I, this might have been kind of one of my lessons last time on, but it's honesty is the best policy. Simple to the point. Um, Why'd you pick and that? So in the first episode, um, they were trying to be kind of like these sleazy salesmen 
And if they would have just been honest and sold to that first guy, they would have made all the, the money in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like the honest way is the best way to go about it for selling because you don't want to lose your morals when you're selling. And then the second episode was um, uh, Barnacle Boy wanted to get treated as an adult. And I wish he would have spoken up instead of allowing like like Max had a burger to have him convert to the dark side. Yeah. Uh, but he so, kind of yeah. did speak up, you know? He did, but it's like he... But he's also waited like what, fifty years? Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, bro, you're 68 <laughs> years old. You have whatever right you want to be called Barnacle Man, even if the normal size Krabby Patty fills you up. Like, still, you should speak <laughs> up and live your truth. And so, yeah, that was my big lesson for both episodes. Honesty is the best policy. Nice, that's good. Perfect. All right, Josh, what about you? Honesty is the best no, <laughs> Beef. Um, I got that not everything or everyone is what they seem to be at first. Um, and in Act One, we see that with the guy, the scammer guy, like dresses up and pretends to be this like old, this poor cripple dude who's like falling apart, but he's just trying to get money from SpongeBob and uh, Patrick. And then the same thing with the chocolate guy; they thought he was like trying to hurt him or whatever, mm-hmm. but really he just turned out to be their best customer. Um, and then he's then, also very rich, surprisingly. Like, yeah, he had enough money to buy all that chocolate. And they had enough money with that chocolate to buy out a whole restaurant. I mean, to be fair, you know, there's certain things we all want to splurge on. So maybe for him, chocolate's like the one thing he'll drop all his money on. You think he eats it all at once? I hope so. <laughs> one, just a just blacks, mouth, yeah. blacks out and then just eats it all yeah. and then wakes up the next day maybe covered it's in like chocolate. One of those spa things. He like melts it all down. He like uses it for a bath. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds sticky. I don't like that. Yeah, it sounds terrible. But... It sounds like a yeast infection waiting to happen. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Uh, and then in the second act, I think uh, I think Barnacle Boy was pretending to be evil, but I think he was also trying to stop like uh, Man Ray and Dirty Bubble from doing evil things because like that's what we mentioned is that they were doing all these like childish things, but by mm-hmm. influence from Barnacle Boy. So I think he was pretending to be evil because in the end he turned around real quick and was just like, "That's all I wanted was you just like give me the respect, right?" I think he wasn't as evil as what he seemed to be mm-hmm. the whole time. So. All right, Max. What about you? What big lesson did you get? I don't know. You've been I saying kinda, it's a stretch, so yeah. I kind of so I kind of have two, and I actually just thought of the second one, and I think it's better. All right, do that one then. Max. Um, yeah, it's like about the journey, right? Like not the destination. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like with SpongeBob and Patrick in in the first one, like they were going on this big thing to like become entrepreneurs or whatever, and to sell mm-hmm. this thing so they could have this like big luxurious lifestyle that they see in a magazine at the end of the day they just like kind of had a good time and like went with these two ladies that they met to to dinner because you know maybe they got lucky they made out went to make out reef after (laughs) yeah and i feel like they kind of like they learned some stuff because they were lying and doing really well right they started succeeding when they started lying and then their morals like kicked in the second that they realized like they were trying to scam this person um and then Mm -hmm. they it was the same the same scam yeah Basically, um, and then with the the Barnacle Boy and um, Mermaid Man, it's kind of the same thing. Like he ended up getting the respect that he wanted. Kind of, I guess you could kind of like debate that point, but it was like through becoming evil, like essentially. He had to like change himself and then come back. Like, yeah, like I kind of mm-hmm. see how you're saying. Like, the, yeah, the journey, the journey emotionally, they both had to make. Yeah, and I mean, similarly, I was also kind of thinking like. It, you know that that Rolling Stones song, like you can't always get what you want, but if you try, like you get what you need. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, 
Like in the beginning, like SpongeBob and Patrick wanted this like huge life. They didn't get it, but they got a pretty good date out of it. Yeah. You know, and like same with with uh Barnacle Boy where like he kind of got the respect he wanted. At the end of the day, like he got his burger, yeah. I guess. And even though he didn't end up needing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Wow. That's really good. All How right. about you? For me, take it home. I got just because you're able to start something easily doesn't mean it's easy to do. Okay. Because oh, that's great. um so in act one, they were like, oh, yeah, we can just be salesmen. And they didn't realize how much work it was, which I feel like a lot of people just do in general. Same thing with being with being evil or being superheroes. Like they just started it just to like, we can. I have the super suits. We all can have the powers. And then he's like, oh, I just want to be Barnacle Man. But he he earned it through age, but I don't think he earned it through his demeanor. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So... And it's, I feel like this way also with the podcast too, it's like a lot, it's pretty easy for people to like, let's just start a podcast. And then you're kind of like, but it actually takes work to get it done. So I feel like a lot of that with, with act one and act two, all the the hard work that goes on after you start something like keeping it going, whether it's like going to the gym or eating healthy or, you know, becoming a superhero you know, for me, that's how both acts kind of like melted together. I think that's pretty good for like nowadays. We're so bombarded by images and stuff happening around us that we're like, oh, I could easily go to the gym and look that way. Or I can easily start like my own YouTube channel. It'll be freaking great. It's going to be wonderful. Until you start doing it, you're like, this is a lot of work and it, it's a lot of struggle. And it co- a lot of time it costs a lot more money than you think it does. Yeah. And usually when you start something, it's trash anyways, because you don't have any practice. Right. And that like, that's what a lot of people fail real quickly, too, is because they're like, well, no one cares about this. And like, or it's really hard, you know, so. Yeah, you like have to put in the work. It's like having the idea is great. And it's like the first part of the battle. But if you're not putting in the work every day, it doesn't go anywhere. And it yeah, just... exactly. Well, that was a really good episode. I'm glad yeah. I'm glad we had both of you on. Thank to, you. For such a pivotal episode. Thank you for Again, my me. favorite one. Yeah, so thank you for joining us uh this week. Um also, I guess thank you to Josh for sticking around. I try every once in a while. And thank right. you for being here, I guess. Yeah, thank you. I I'm glad someone didn't thank me and I was feeling left <laughs> out. Um but as always, if you want to contact us, you can go to our website, ismaneasapodcast.com, or you can email us at ismaneasapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you want to share us with your friends or your enemies, please do so. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Whoop, whoop. Not as shiny anymore. No. But it's been a couple episodes. Yeah, it's been a couple still episodes. Still really cool. I, I still think it's pretty cool. Uh, Stitcher and Wherever else you may find your podcast, I know there's some bootleg sites that we're on. We're so we're so cool that we're on that that dark web. I bet. Um, <laughs> I hope so. But yeah, I think I think we did a really good job, and now we can possibly go down the street to like a fancy bar and get some drinks and treat ourselves. Yeah, let's treat ourselves. All right, fancy living. Here we come. La 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 la. la.